welcome to the Turn Yourself On daily podcast, which means turn on, activate and fire up the power and potential within you every single day. This week, we are looking into a trait that many women do, one that helps them handle many situations, but also one that holds them back. On one hand, it's our superpower, but on the other, it actually destroys our peace of mind. It's one that drains them of their power, their energy, and knocks them out of their centre, and finding a balance can seem like hard work. But if we understand what overthinking actually is, then we can get underneath it instead of trying to overcome it and change it. That is where the power is. So we're going to look at why we do it, what it's showing us, the actual root cause and how to change our state. So when we drop into the unhealthy version of overthinking, we don't stay there for longer than necessary. So what is overthinking? Overthinking, in my humble opinion, can be a healthy and unhealthy state. Healthy in terms of how we can get so much done in a day. Women in the minds have got so many tracks running at once. It's almost like a Spotify playlist but playing like 10 in one go. Can you imagine the noise? Can you imagine them all going at a different rhythm? We've got various things to sort out every day. We've got the kids, the school run the house. We've got to think about work, what we want, what we've got to do, the jobs, the chore, the family. And if you noticed how much you're thinking about at once, it can be actually quite overwhelming, but we manage it. And I'm not saying men can't do this too, but from the people I speak with, the women that I speak with, they are juggling a lot of plates. So let's look at how men and women are different regarding this. Women naturally think quicker than men, but it doesn't mean to say that we're always right. We can literally think at a million miles an hour And we can be frustrated when people can't keep up with us. So have you ever been in a conversation where you're like, come on, get your words out quicker than that. Hurry up, come on. That's an example of it. And then people can feel that energy that's within you, that frustration. And then the guy can actually go even slower. As women, we want to talk about things and sort it out now. If there's a problem, if you've been involved in a discussion and it's causing a debate or an argument or for your mood to drop, why wouldn't you want to resolve it now, right? Men, on the other hand, at times go quiet, would rather chill for a few hours, retreat into their man cave and literally lick their wounds which can make us, if we're not being strong and confident within ourselves, it means we can doubt ourselves because it's our individual way of processing what's happened. Women are also genetically, we have more activity in the area of our brain where our moods and emotions and anxiety all happens. 
So if we're out of balance, this area will fire up. We'll go into this later when we go at, when we look at the four steps of how to keep you in balance. And it's almost about being proactive, grounding yourself first so that the spiraling and overthinking patterns have not got the same potential to happen within the day. And if they do happen, we can disrupt them quicker. Overthinking when our brain is not only keeping our body alive, but getting all of our tasks done. Well, that's amazing, isn't it? Overthinking is going into the gorgeous detail of what somebody might like as a gift, organising a birthday treat, being kind and loving. We can have big hearts and care about people. That is amazing. Overthinking becomes unhealthy when we go from things being okay to being triggered to then thinking about the worst case scenario within seconds to analysing everything, to picking holes in everything from literally life to death in milliseconds. Here are some examples. Worrying about how a text message you've sent, an email message you've sent or a post that you've done on social media, how it might be interpreted. Worrying if you've said or done the wrong thing. Wondering if things were your fault. Worrying about other people's opinions of you. Doubting yourself, second guessing yourself. Feeling unsure about how you've reacted in a situation and going over it and over it. What you said, what they said, could you have said it differently? Was it your fault? Going over and over the situation and every possible reason or outcome. Spiralling quickly into even more potential dire outcomes and how it might impact other people and then the world and everything will collapse. And feeling exhausted in the process. So when we do this, we become lost and consumed and it's not as easy for us to snap out of it. Like, who can do that? When people say that to people that are feeling low, it doesn't work, does it? And men have a different cycle to us naturally. So men can go into the man cave, that might be playing golf, that might be working. It might be having a drink with the friends, it might be watching a bit of sport on TV, reading a book, whatever it is that they need to do. They can, they're on a literal, literally 24-hour cycle. Women are on a, around a 28-day cycle. So it's not as easy for our moods to change and come back to what we want them to be. That's why we almost need to be really kind on ourselves because that 28-day cycle can be a long time. Those ups and those downs, we almost think of the ups as being great and the downs as being bad. But it's all a cycle, one that we'll go into in another podcast. Let's look at why we overthink because there are actually many reasons. And I think looking at why really helps us to understand the root cause because when we understand the root cause, that's when we can make changes. So number one, it's not uncommon for an overthinker to have experienced some form of trauma in the life. 
an experience that they've been through when they were younger, something that has disturbed their sense of self, something that has knocked them out of their centre. If you listened to the episode a couple of weeks ago, it's all about that area, that triangle under your belly button. That's our sense of self. And when we've been through trauma, we can deny ourselves being ourselves. Trauma looks different for everyone and it can come in many different forms, in many different ways, but it's equally disturbing to our peace of mind. Say if someone has let us down, hurt us, left us, laughed at us, what happens literally shakes us on the inside and it makes us feel ungrounded ungrounded is that even a word it knocks us out of our center of our power it's effect it affects our instinct so we become what is known as instinct injured so our natural gut instinct how we know to respond how we know we were right to respond in a certain way and say a certain thing and act from a place of love and wisdom we are not out of that center so we doubt ourselves we second guess ourselves and that is where we get a lot of problems and it all starts within often we do this repeatedly it becomes a pattern the pattern affects ourselves it affects our health it affects our body our mood it affects the love in our heart the our mind and disrupting the pattern is key The second reason is it's not uncommon for an overthinker to actually feel unsafe in life. And with feeling unsafe comes a feeling of being out of control. So to compensate for that lack of control, we overthink. We think, if we think of the worst case scenario, we'll be able to control potentially how bad it might be when all we're doing is actually sending more energy into a possible dire outcome and therefore more likely to create and experience it. We think if we think of every angle and every reason and all the reasons why this might happen, that might happen, that we'll be able to resolve it within our mind, but we don't need to resolve everything and we don't need to have an answer now and a resolution now. The words faith and trust are two words which are jumping out at me here. But we can't get there when our nervous system is fired up. And when we're feeling unsafe, again, we're out of our power. We're not in that gorgeous goddess power that we have that is very powerful, that attracts, that brings all our good to us. We are not out of our power. The third reason is it's not uncommon for an overthinker to take on burdens of life, of our life and other people's. It's like we take on so much responsibility for everything to be right, for everything to be perfect, to fix everyone and have everything all in line, everybody happy, when we don't need to do that. The fourth reason is it's not uncommon for an overthinker to have a lack of belief on some level where we've forgotten who we are and why we're here. 
And what I alluded to before, that most women live with that fractured sense of self when they are so freaking powerful. They are literally sent here for a reason and they are literally God's gift on earth. They are made of the same stuff as what the universe is made of. Now, they might not go around telling everybody this, walking into a room, into a meeting, I am God's gift. But this is where the power of our morning routine comes in because we forget. The world doesn't tell us that. Other people might not tell us that. We forget that about ourselves. And this power can feel scary because we're actually more afraid of our light than our darkness. We're more afraid of our potential and what we can achieve than our perceived sense of weakness. The fifth reason is it's not uncommon for an overthinker to have lost a strong connection with God, the universe, love, source, whatever you resonate with and feel that they then have to make everything happen themselves. The sixth reason is it's not uncommon for an overthinker on some level to be very hard on themselves. And self-hatred can sound like such a hard word, like why would I hate myself? But on some level, we beat ourselves down so much in a way, in ways that we would never do that to anybody else, but we do it to ourselves. When you start to monitor your mind and what thoughts you have about yourself, it can actually be quite revealing. Finally, it's also actually really common because we are clever, we are so powerful, we are so smart, we want situations resolved because we care. We want everybody to be back, happy, settled. So instead of analysing why we overthink, personally, I think it's time that we actually give ourselves a great big hug and know that we don't mean to spiral. It's a habit that we've got into and it serves us in a healthy way, but in an unhealthy way, we're now aware that we do it and we can change it if it no longer serves us. Now, it won't ever go away, by the way, but the more inner work we do, the stronger inside we become, the more self-belief we have, that deeper connection we have with God, with love, with the universe, the more love we can have for ourselves and more compassion that we have within us, the less we will do it. So why is it important to know when you've slipped into an unhealthy negative thinking cycle? Think about what overthinking does to your body. So in your mind, it drains your energy, it lowers you, and then when you think one thought, because you're thinking a negative thought, it attracts another negative thought, so you think another negative thought, and then it keeps going and going and going and going, and it would take an absolute miracle to snap you out of that in the minute. Just trying to change your thinking is like walking through treacle, it's very, very difficult. 
So if you think about what overthinking does to your mind, it lowers your thinking, it lowers your energy in your mind, it takes your thoughts down and it sends your energy to the wrong place in your body. It sends it away from your digestion, it sends it away from your reproductive system, it sends it away from every system and function in your body because your nervous system is triggered. You're in a subtle state of fight and flight and your body responds by shutting down and you literally breathe to survive, not breathe to thrive. This is often, that's why it's the first step in my book, The More Than A Mindset, because we're often told, change your thinking, get a new thought. There's a step that comes before that because we need awareness of that trigger and in that moment when you spiral, what's underneath it? Looking at what is underneath it takes time to get there, to really get underneath it. What do you need in that moment? What did you not get? What do you now need? The need is your key and you cannot get there by just changing your thought. You have to bring your body back out of that fight or flight state, bring it back into balance, back into that coherent breathing, then you can think straight again. Your mind is a reflection of your breath. Always remember that. So it starts with the breath. Change your breathing. You change your thoughts naturally. How do we stop overthinking when it becomes detrimental? Because like I said, it's not always easy to snap out of. We can't snap out of it. And our mind can be running off so quickly. We've actually gone beyond the place where you can actually stop it. Do you know what I mean? It's like, we're, we're, we're too far gone now. There's no more hope for me now. I'm too far spiraled down. So the first thing we can do, like I've just said, is to breathe. Change your breathing, change your state, change your life. Like I said, the most powerful way to change a thought is going underneath it Getting underneath it is the, the first thing to do there is to change your breath to get your nervous system in a good place. The second step is to detach yourself from whatever situation has triggered you. What sent you into a spiral? Was it an argument? Was it what somebody said? What somebody did? How somebody looked? What was the trigger? And then hand it over as quickly as you can. I know I'm overthinking and I've gone into my crazy, but this is where I'm triggered and I don't always know how to change. Please help me to resolve this situation. That is an amazing prayer that we can say. But I know that one's quite long. So a simpler one is when you're triggered and you can't even put a sentence together, literally, dear God, please help me please help me. If that is all you can get to, you don't need the fancy long prayer, but that is what it's saying. So the short version is, oh my God, like you've gone into your crazy. You can't even think straight. You can't eloquently ask for what you want. So you just literally say, dear God, please help me. Please help me. And what is underneath that prayer is, I know I'm overthinking this and I've gone into my crazy but this is where I get triggered and I don't always know how to change. 
please help me and help to resolve this situation because we don't know we don't always know and forcing it ourselves that's really difficult it often takes somebody looking at us from the outside to uncover our patterns to uncover what triggers us say if you're in a tense situation and you're triggered the other person is triggered and your head has gone into what's the point it's all a mess doom and gloom hand it over that is awareness it's awareness it's a bit of woo and it's practicality in one go so you're in that tense situation you're triggered they're triggered your head has gone it's down it's down it's down it's down it's right on the floor it's lying on the bottom of the floor all you can get to in that moment you can't say something eloquent you can't get to all of those nice beautiful words but you've said them now so you know what the meaning is and you just say please help me breathe focus on your breath the third step is say the argument or the intense conversation has stopped but you're still left overthinking it you've handed it over you've asked for help now is the point where you have to let it go and relax now this is the hardest thing to do at times because we want that solution we want that result we want it to be stopped but that's control and we can let go of the control and that need that desire for control when we can sit with ourselves and say you know what I've done my best I've done my best in this situation and try to be kind to ourselves. The fourth step is learning to tune into you, to remove those blocks within you, to tune in and lean into your power, reconnect back to your power, your strength and your wisdom. Women live with two versions of themselves operating. And they have this daily internal battle. I call it the war within. And it drains them. It's that war within between their higher self, the person they know they can be, the overthinking in a good way of overthinking how how can I make my best friend's day? What gift can I buy for her? That is great overthinking. Because it's just, we're giving, you know? We feel good, we're thinking about somebody else destructive overthinking is when we go to that worst case scenario what if oh my god the world's going to end all because of something that has triggered us that war within is that battle between our higher self and our lower self and everybody has them and like I always say it's not like we we want the ego within us the smaller self to go we never actually want it to disappear but what we want to do is we want to embrace it. We want to learn when our lower self, our smaller self has kicked in and we don't want to disown that part of us because it's still a part of us. We want to take it on board and we want to nurture it and we want to say, you know what, it's okay if that part of me is scared. Say for example, you're getting up to do a speech, public speaking, or you want to change career, or you've got an important message to communicate, 
say you've got something where literally your smaller self wants to run and hide and lock you in a cupboard and never come out, but your higher self is nudging you to grow. In the Kabbalah, the book of Jewish law, I, I love this quote, and it says that over every blade of grass is an angel whispering, grow, grow, grow. And that's what it's like with us. Our higher self is in there saying, come on, you can do this, speak up, relax. It's everything's going to be okay. I remember once in a yoga class, I got the most amazing guidance. And it was, I, I actually saw an image of somebody in my family that had passed. And I heard the words, everything is going to be okay. And I just remember it was so vivid. It was so clear. And that's what I, our higher self sounds like. It won't ever scream at us. It won't ever shout at us. Whereas our smaller self will, it will scream loudly. That is where grounding yourself, coming back into that power within you is life-changing. Going deeper with this, as you know, I love to go deeper. In any situation, we are the perceiver. So in any argument, in anything that kicks off, in any situation where, where we are triggered, it's like we live with a veil on or with pink tinted sunglasses on. And we choose in any situation what we want to see based on our wounds, our patterns, our triggers, the past, how someone behaved yesterday, for example, what we think they might say today, what we think might happen today. It's almost like the outcome we come up with is based on the past. So we bring the past into the present, create a future just like the past and wonder why nothing changes. So if we want a new result in our life, the work is always on ourselves. If we've got a disconnection with somebody, if something has happened, if there's some issue at work, if there's a family issue, a relationship relationship issue, if there's a money issue, there is a block somewhere and we have to change something on the inside of you. If we go into any situation thinking what might happen, then we're not creating the space, we're not holding the space for a miracle to happen. There's a crazy example I can give you, but it really, it really makes sense. So we don't actually have any kind of blank slate in the morning. We kind of wake up and everything from the past we drag with us. So imagine a cup. Imagine a cup that you have your favourite tea in. Imagine putting your hand around, if, it, if you can, if it's safe, close your eyes and think of your favourite cup, your favourite mug that you have your tea in. And pick it up. What does it feel like? What does it look like? Now all of that, what does it taste like? What does it smell like when you've got your tea in it? How do you feel? Every, every thought you have relating to that cup, that mug, is related to a past experience. So we bring all of that past experience with that mug into today. And that's how we 
associate what a mug or a cup means to us. So imagine that with a person. Say you're married, say it's with a family relationship and they they have done something, you've been together for say 10 years, you know this person inside out and they did something yesterday that annoyed you and we wake up the next morning and remember it's not just gone, we then look at that person with a particular expectation we look at them with the past, with what they did the other day, yesterday, that annoyed us, triggered us, and we bring that and we place it, we almost like attach it to them with like a sticker. And we give them a sticker and we put that on them. And then we expect them to behave differently and change, but they can't because we're still holding that with them. We're still associating that past situation with them. Now, if you're thinking, yeah, but if I let it go, say if, say if it's something where if I let it go, if I forgive them, then they might do it again. I need to teach them that that's wrong. You are not here to police the universe. Yes, somebody may have done something wrong and you might have to have a conversation about that, but it comes from a different place. It doesn't come from attack. It comes from love. It comes in the right energy. And it doesn't mean to say that you will become a doormat because you decide you don't want to bring the past with you. There's an art, there is a definite place for talking about it and creating a different experience in the future, but not dragging the past with us and expecting the future to change. If you're thinking, a miracle in this situation you don't know what's happened. You don't know what they're like. No, maybe not. But if you're overthinking and I'm bothered about you and you're spiraling, then it's about you. Your reaction, your trigger, what is happening inside of you and developing that peace and strength within you first. If you're thinking, I've always been like this. There's no way, um, how old now? there is no way this is ever going to change, then yes, it can be a habit and yes, it can potentially be a learned behaviour, but nothing is permanent regardless of how long it's been that way. Here is a few steps you can take because you always have the option to choose again, no matter how long you've been in that habit, no matter how long you have spiralled for. So to choose again, like we've said before, you become aware. I'm aware that I'm overthinking, I'm spiralling. The second step is to forgive yourself for going there. Because then we beat ourselves down for doing it again. Oh! So that compassion for ourselves. Remember, if we can't love and forgive ourselves and have compassion for ourselves, we can't give that to other people. We can only give to people what we have inside of us. And the third step I choose to think, I choose to see this differently. Dear God, please help me to see this differently. Really simple. Like I said, we don't need some big long word, words and prayers. They're great, but simply with intention, dear God, please help me. Help me to see this differently. And in any situation, we can always choose the love, the peace, 
the joy, the gratitude, we can always go there. It's just the most of the time our ego stops us, our smaller self stops us. In our right mind, aka heaven, we can get there and literally create heaven on earth. But it starts with us. Remember, a kingdom is a mindset and we get to choose which one we dwell in. Again, sometimes when our head is lost, we can't flick the switch. That's why when we're in hell, in our lower mind, that is also a choice too. And it can feel so quick and so instinctive, we don't always realise we've got there and that we've got a choice. But this is where that new habit is instilled. Help me to see this differently. Breathe. There is always a trigger. There is always something going on underneath the surface. You release the block and life literally takes off. So as ever, you know I love the theory. I geek out on the theory. But the practice, actually getting underneath, actually doing the work is where all of the magic happens. This is the power. So as always, when it's safe to do so, when you can have that space and that time just for you, when you can just switch off from the world for 10 minutes and give yourself that real luxurious gorgeous time just for you then we'll do a visualization and practice exactly what we've just learned so I will see you on the other side of the visualization okay so sit in somewhere where you're nice and comfy where you won't be disturbed and it helps to sit down Close your eyes and go within. Roll your shoulders down your back. Release the tension in your jaw. And start to focus your attention on your breath. So breathe in through your nose. Feel your tummy expand. Exhale, release and let go. Breathe in through your nose, feel your tummy expand. Exhale, release and let go. Breathe in through your nose, feel your tummy and now your heart expand. And exhale, release and let go. And I want you to imagine a time recently where you have gone into overthinking and you've spiralled. Think of a situation now that has disturbed your peace of mind and allow yourself to go back into that moment. And notice what happened and notice how you were triggered. And start to breathe. Breathing deeply into your tummy. Exhale, release and let go. Breathe into your tummy, regardless of what is going on in your mind. 
and exhale, release and let go. And this habit, this habit of coming back to your breath, this is the game changer. This is what changes your nervous system. Let the breath go right down into your tummy. Exhale, release and let go. And now imagine that same situation and what would have happened if you had come to your breath and use that as your anchor. And in that moment, say, please help me. That's you connecting into that power within the universe. Imagine you are stood in the most beautiful field. The grass is green and your feet are firmly planted on the grass. You have got no shoes on. Your bare feet are pressing down onto the earth. You look up, your arms are wide and you look up to the sky and there is a golden white light blasting down into your mind. It's blasting into your mind, into your heart, into your tummy. It's covering every cell, every fibre in your body. You are connected to the same power that keeps the universe revolving that keeps the stars aligned, the planets aligned, the same power that creates babies from tiny cells, the same power that helps seeds become gorgeous plants and little acorns become massive oak trees. That same power is in you, but only when you connect with it and when you allow it to work in your life. Breathe it in. Let that energy come down from the universe, however you connect in through the word God, love, power, the universe. It's not arrogant to believe that this is in you. Feel your feet on the ground and imagine the colour red is extending from your feet to the very centre of the earth. It's connecting you down, it's anchoring you, it's keeping you safe and grounded. You are safe. It is safe to let things go. It is safe to not have all of the answers. Go deep inside of your heart now. Go past all the hurt to the very centre. Around our hearts are many, many blocks. Go deep to the centre of your heart and see a gorgeous green emerald colour. 
breathe in the colour green and give yourself a big hug. Your overthinking serves you in some situations but where it doesn't, it is safe to let it go. Keep breathing nice and deeply into your tummy. Exhale, release and let go. And know that whenever you are triggered, you always have your breath to come back to. Whenever you start to overthink, if you cannot change your mind, change your breath. Choose again, choose your breath, breathe deeply and ask for help. Please help me right now. Keep breathing, let that help come, let that guidance come, let that energy in, let it resolve the situation. You don't need to resolve everything, even though you're clever and smart and you can. Let the universe help you. The universe loves you that much, it wants to help you, but you have to be willing to let it in. Breathe in through your nose, feel your tummy and heart expand and exhale, release and let go. Breathe into your tummy, feel your tummy and your heart expand. Exhale, release and let go. Breathe into your tummy, feel your tummy and your heart expand. Exhale, release and let go. And when you're ready, come back into your body, back into the room. Wiggle your fingers, wiggle your toes. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. And that, connecting to that power and bringing that power into you, being aware of it, knowing when you're triggered, knowing when you're going into that overthinking and changing your breath to change your state to then ask for help. This is where that new habit is created and over time you will have a completely different experience. So as always, let me know how you get on and you can reach me at Laura Jane Hand on LinkedIn, Facebook or Instagram or at laurajanehand.com and I will see you again next week. Bye.